After two years of rumors, speculation, and theorizing, Nintendo finally revealed in late October the actual console codenamed NX, the Nintendo Switch. Dropping a three-minute video revealing the console and what it can do, it appears that Nintendo is taking the idea of portability to a whole new level. A console which can both function as a standard TV device, as well as a portable handheld. Due out for release in March of next year, Nintendo is holding more information about its next console until mid-January. But until then, get hyped everyone, we're four months away from a new Nintendo console, so get on board the hype train as we talk about the Nintendo Switch, next on Downloadable Content. to downloadable content. I am Brian, and with me we have a whole boatload of people who want to talk about the Switch with us. We have Ron. Hey, Greetings. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the double Rons! We have Ron and Ronnie. <laughs> I was saying, well, <laughs> you, you go first, Ron. Uh, Alright, how are you? Uh, hi, everyone. At, now, Ronnie, your turn. Greetings. Nick. Hi, everyone. Good lord. <laughs> Welcome, this is starting great. Welcome back, Tanya. Yo! And we have some fresh meat on downloadable content for this episode. We'd like to welcome Scarlet into the fray. Welcome aboard. Hi. You can resume dying of laughter, Nick, offstage. So, uh... <laughs> no, I'm good. Oh, good, so... But yes, we are going to talk about the Nintendo Switch on this episode, but before we dive into all of the rampant speculation... That is in store. Just want to remind everyone that downloadable content can be found on our non-pollutionary, shiny new website, www.dlcpodcast.com. Every single episode is there. You can get information on upcoming episodes. Let us know if you want to be in one of them. You can give us feedback. You can check out our, who we are. We have little pictures and bios for all of our, most of our shining faces. So it's all there again, www.dlcpodcast.com. So here we are after two years of whispers and rumors and things I'm sure Nintendo deliberately leaked out into the media just to uh, just to stir up the muck a little bit to try to get any attention off the abysmal Wii U. We have a new console, finally. It's, now the speculation really begins. Yes, now now it's a thing. And if you know if you've been listening to downloadable content this entire year, the, the I keep I kept saying that, you know, we hear all this news about the NX. We have no idea what it even looks like. 
I've never known more about what isn't happening with a new console in my life. And finally, Nintendo drops this three-minute teaser, and we've got a console that looks like a nice hybrid between standard TV console and portable handheld. So, initial impressions. Let's go around. Let's start with Ron. On, on the one hand, I think it's pretty decent. On the other, I get the feeling that they're just trying to hawk off a freaking tablet with a dock that connects your TV. What say you, Ronnie? I'm super positive about it. I think it looks amazing, and I, I'm i a Nintendo person, but I completely skipped the Wii U, and I have a feeling I'm going to be buying this at launch. Interesting. Nick, what about you? I'm very intrigued by what Nintendo released uh, in their trailer for the Switch. Uh, what I thought was really a gimmick with the Wii U and its tablet, Nintendo has decided, well, not only are we keeping this entire you know giant tablet controller idea, but we're going whole hog with it. But by creating a docket, making it you know a console that's also portable. Just really basically combining two worlds into one. It very shocking for me that th this is the way Nintendo's going, especially uh, you know with all the shareholders demanding that Nintendo kind of start going punch for punch with Sony and Microsoft, that they once again kind of go off the beaten path, you know, following their blue ocean strategy as they call it, and coming out with something very, very different. I'm interested to see exactly what this will be capable of. Tanya, your thoughts? Well, I'm, I've got a couple of thoughts about this. First, hell yeah, I'm, I'm, fi I'm finally glad to actually see something new from Nintendo that doesn't have the Wii moniker attached to it, because that's abysmal at the, as of this point. Um, you know, I, 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 I was very interested in seeing, um, you know, that... Uh, you know, when it showed in, in the teaser trailer about how portable it is, how you can take it anywhere with you, how you can you know, put it in the docking station and it attaches to the, you know, and you can play it on your big TV and all that. I, I found that portability very, very interesting. Um, to me, that really that really speaks of their of, of how much they're dominating the handheld industry and how they're kind of trying to take that aspect of their of, of their domination over the handheld industry and kind of turning that into the console industry too so they're kind of having that hybridization that mishmash of the two I, I find I find their their marketing uh, you know their marketing methods towards that end to be very very interesting I don't know whether it's gonna be negative or positive but I definitely think it's very interesting uh, saying that from a developer's point of view, uh, I was curious as to whether it uses x86 architecture or something completely different. But then I noticed on their on their image logo for their developers and publishers who signed on with the uh, Nintendo Switch and everything that Unity, is, the Unity logo is listed on there. And apparently, uh, Unit after after uh, checking out the Unity links and whatnot, um, which is the Unity engine for those who would not know, uh, Unity engine will be compatible with Nintendo Switch. That is really interesting to me. So apparently uh, this is going to be something that we can all kind of take advantage of in terms of developers. So I'm just wondering what kind of uh, 
well, what we're going to be working with here. I mean, like, you know, I mean, uh, is it going to be, I mean, uh, there have been rumors, uh, you know, that's going to be 720p. Um, you know, there are rumors that, you know, it, it's, it's not going to be, you know, um, you know, anything 1080 related or anything like that, 1080p related. But I'm like, I don't know yet. We'll have to see. Uh, I, I just, I'm kind of hoping that uh, it's going to be developer friendly. Unlike their, unlike their Wii U or Wii, which is not developer friendly, I can tell you that. So they also confirmed the Unreal Engine Four is compatible with it as well. Oh, cool! And lastly, Scarlet, what did you your first take on the reveal for the Switch? Um, I'm not really sure how to feel about it yet, since it's obviously not released and we don't have very much information about it, but. Compared to the Wii U, it does have hope that the um, that it, for a strong lineup. But at the same time, when they have repeatedly in the past say, um, said that the NX is not a successor or replacing the Wii U or 3DS, that makes me question what they really have in store for the, the NX or how they plan on using it. Yeah, and you know... Nintendo has already announced that they're going to give us a lot more information about the console in January, so we've got a couple of months to uh, hope and dream and be completely wrong when it finally, when we finally get more information. I, you know, the couple of things that I took away immediately was uh, Nintendo appears to be finally giving up on the idea of the motion gaming. Thank God. Yeah, it's like, all right, N Nintendo was like, all right. It's like, okay, we're done. I'm, I'm glad that we have a brand new naming system because we all know that one of the biggest problems with the Wii U was that too many people thought it was a sort of extension or peripheral to the original Wii as opposed to a completely new system. So I'm glad that they're, they're changing the naming convention on that. And also... It kind of reminded me, the portability aspect of it sort of reminded me, you know, back when we were kids or even in college when we, we would be bringing our Nintendo consoles to friends' houses for, you know, a day of multiplayer goodness. And the fact It really that feels like this is Nintendo playing to their strengths. Uh, Tanya kind of hit on it earlier. Handheld has been their, their strength. It's been what's, like helped them as a company for years and years it's where they dominate and it really feels like they're trying to take some of what brought them strength there and bring it into their console market and i think that's really smart of them scarlet you had something to say um well it is true that their handheld has always been the strongest and part of that's probably because before the before the sega came into the competition Nintendo could basically do whatever they wanted and no one could really oppose them. So it wasn't until Sega came in that Nintendo really had issues with the home consoles. And with the naming conventions, I think it was more marketing of why it, the Wii U struggled other than the fact that the, Wii, the name Wii U was horrible and it sounds like police sirens. Um, but I'm glad that they decided to do a new name like the Nintendo Switch. However... I would have liked it if they would have kept, if they tried to do something like Nintendo with the Nintendo NX, if they would have kept it with that kind of name, because that sounds a little bit better. 
I don't know. I'm fine with the Switch name. And as far as, you know, Nintendo, you know, sticking to their handhelds, uh, really, what kind of competition has Nintendo really faced in handhelds to be that keeps going, we're relevant? No, you're not. True. So being, you know, Nintendo's really, you know, kind of all on their own in the handheld market. But really, you know, when you look back at Nintendo's past, and I actually have an article here uh, for this. I'll drop it here for you guys. Um, Nintendo, this is not Nintendo's first foray into combining handheld gaming with console gaming. You remember for the Super Nintendo, the Super Game Boy, the mm -hmm. Game Boy Player you could attach to your GameCube to play Game Boy games on your TV. Um, this is really feels to me like this has been the kind of, you know, Nintendo is just finally marriaging their handheld and their console divisions uh, into one system. It's why Nintendo consolidated their both their teams uh, sometime, I believe it was last year. Brian, you may have to do a fact check for me on that one. But, um, you know, it kind of just feels like this is, you know, the final end point for Nintendo. And with this being separate from the Wii U or the 3DS or, or it's not a successor, that's bullshit. This is totally the successor to the Wii U. This is totally the successor to the 3DS. I don't really think we're going to be seeing those systems really in the next few years. The 3DS will probably stick around a few more years longer than the Wii U just because of just how popular it is. But, I, but down the line, I think it will be gone. I don't think the 3DS is necessarily going anywhere. This is definitely the successor to the Wii U, but this costs way, way too much for it to be with the 3DSs for a lot of people where each member of the family has a 3DS. They have ones that kids can bring to school. They have ones that hence the 2DS and the rest of it. I don't see they any way they can make this cost effective to be able to replace the 3DS. To, for me, they, they, they might merge some development where there will be titles that can go across the 3DS and onto the tut, uh, onto the Switch, but I don't think they're... I, I think they will lose money if they get rid of the 3DS because this system can't be certain things that the 3DS is. Ugh, I... I can understand your point of view, but at the same time, it's like, uh, you know, the th it'll be, I think it's, it will be affordable enough, or at least at the same point of the 3DS's launch point, because Nintendo realizes they can't come out with a $400, $500 system and expect it to sell. But that falls down to what price point it may be, and we have no idea on that yet. Yeah, the only thing we know about price point is Nintendo has said to their shareholders that they are not going to sell this at a loss the way they did the Wii U. Which doesn't say what it's at because we don't know what the components are going to cost, but the fact that they're not willing to sell it at a loss means this is probably going to be slightly higher than I think people expect. I... Go ahead. Go ahead, Scarlett. I would, I would agree with um, the, the cost that we don't know, and but... At the same time, like in the trailer, we saw them. Uh, one of the games we saw was Skyrim Remastered, and that's going to take um, quite a lot of processing power. Meaning that 
they're probably going to be using some some modern um, graphics cards and stuff. And with that's with that um with that in mind, it could very potentially be quite expensive. Also, when you consider that if it's if they're going to have a, this tablet house everything then that means that it's going to have to be able to upscale to the TV, which can also affect the, how it handles games. Which a concern that they haven't actually um, talked about yet is um, internal storage, which is really important for this to be successful, especially when you consider the... Um, when you consider how big games are nowadays, and something like mm-hmm. Skyrim being a 50 gigabyte download on just the pc that's you're going to need at least a terabyte of storage out the gate yeah but here's why i think nintendo could keep it affordable they say they're going to be using a lot of the nvidia shield technology and the graphics that are associated with it which is you know 1080 capable and they're two hundred dollars, you know, just for the, you know, the shield component itself, the shield console. And we're not even talking about, you know, anything else that's internal. And if it's able to, you know, have that kind of firepower, it might not be too much more expensive than two hundred. I mean, it might be as high as three hundred, but I think that's the highest Nintendo could and should go. But it it does say that you know, as time has gone on, our tech has become more and more affordable. Especially if they're buying in bulk, which are you know two million units planned at launch. Yeah, I think Nintendo's buying in bulk. They, I think they'll be able to put it at a reasonable price point and still you know at least make a small profit or bare minimum break even. Well, I mean, the Wii U, they sell for 300 and they've see- stated that they're selling the Wii U at a loss. They're not, though. That's what they tell their shareholders, and I they're, I don't think they're legally allowed to lie to them. I, I don't know. Tanya, before, like, so, it, it, before, you, cut in, before you cut in, uh, Tanya, um, the Wii U is sold when it was at launch, the Wii U was sold at a slight loss. If you bought a single game for the console, it would put it back into the plus. Yeah, the premise was they, they were selling the console to loss because they made their money off the software. Right. A lot of consoles do that. Like, I'm not saying anything weird about it and selling it at a loss. A lot of consoles do that, but that's something they've stated they will not do this time. Right. All right, Tanya, you're up. Well, adding on to that, um, I find it interesting because, I mean, if they're stating to their shareholders that they're they're not going to sell this at a loss, then that automatically tells me, and this is just, you know, this is just, uh, this is just me kind of talking here and kind of thinking about what the tech might be. Uh, That tells me they're going to go for at least Three fifty, maybe four hundred dollars at launch, because uh, you figure, you know, something like the PS4, I believe uh, that launched at four hundred. Uh, the Xbox One launched at five hundred, I believe. So, I mean, 
you figure if this is going to be even remotely comparable to a PS4 or an Xbox One, which it may not be or it may be, I don't know yet. Um, but if it's going to be remotely comparable to either of those systems, and you're talking at least $350 to $400 at launch. And, and that's just, and that's if they're not going to sell it at a loss. Um, from what I understand, there are rumors that it's going to use the Tegra. Uh, in the NVIDIA Tegra processor, uh, you know, for graphics, I'm not sure again. That, that was not actually a rumor. They they did actually announce that after the thing, so you were correct. Oh, they did actually announce it? Okay, yeah, that's what I thought. So, yeah, uh, so they're using the Tegra, you know, using Tegra for, for the graphics. So, I mean, that's a pretty a pretty great, uh, pretty versatile graphics, uh, you know, uh, processor there. It's pretty awesome. Um, it's not like a... It's not like a Titan X or something like that, but I mean, it's 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 pretty versatile. Um, so the way I see it is, I mean, if we're really debating price points and and and, and all that, then honestly, I, I, and this is just again, this is just my own speculation, but I really think that we're looking at. I'm probably gonna guesstimate they're probably gonna release it at four hundred dollars. That that's what I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say four hundred at bare minimum three fifty. And uh, it's probably going to come with a pack-in. Uh, it's going to come with a pack-in game. Uh, Nintendo's kind of notorious for that. Something at launch. Uh, I'm going to say that it's probably, it's probably going to come with the new Mario game. That's just a speculation. I could be very wrong. could be dead wrong. I think it's going to come with the new Mario game. And I think that's how they're going to sell it. And that's how they're going to make their money back. It's going to be not just with the console but also with the game that's going to come with it. That makes a lot of sense to me. I, I kind of expected 350 for the console myself, but I expect they'll have a package at 400 that comes with like two games that they'll be that that'll be their upsell that they'll probably get a lot of people in at. I agree with that. However, as long as you know we're talking about price points here, there is one thing that was very um, interesting after Nintendo released their YouTube video. Um, Nintendo has been uh, has has gone out on record to say they have been paying attention to the com uh, customers' conversations about the price point, and that Nintendo has been eyeballing the two forty nine ninety nine price point just like the Nintendo Wii. Now, whether they'll actually go with that or not uh, means that Nintendo is trying to, you know, maybe look towards the lower side of how much they would sell. I think still think 249 with what Nintendo would have to do to, you know, not sell the system at a loss or, you know, package with games, not package with games. I think I, I, me personally, I think 300 is probably going to be about what we should be looking at may or may not come with the game if it does i don't think it's going to be mario i think that's still a little ways out i think it will probably be bundled with uh zelda breath of the wild since you know we do know that is going to be a day one launch title so but nintendo has been so mum and because we know we hardly know anything about the specs outside of you know what we know graphically what this can run it's hard to say you know what's what's it all you know gonna entail what's the processor speed like what's the storage like and and how much how much firepower is this is the switch really gonna hold 
Um, so, just just to give everybody a little uh, heads up, because I know people have brought this up, um, they announced a couple pieces of information that wasn't part of the initial press conference in the days afterwards. Um, that's where the Tegra processor came from. Um, right. So just the three pieces I was going to mention is uh, it's powered by the NVIDIA Tegra processor. They have confirmed that it will not play physical 3DS or Wii U games. Um, they specifically said physical, and they would not clarify. They, they declined to answer if they would be downloadable. Um, and it will have, and that is a touch screen that's part of the initial product. That isn't just a screen, that is a touch screen. So, one of the things I want to mention is I don't know if anyone saw it or they noticed it. They're using a cartridge for the Nintendo Switch. More than likely, it's a proprietary SD card. So you're going to have a proprietary SD card for your game and probably a separate SD card slot for memory storage and downloading of digital games because I think Nintendo's... If Nintendo wants to have the Switch be as popular as it is and have it be the this like portable device you can bring to your friend's house and play, they're going to need onboard memory storage that's gonna, that, that that's not going to be affordable for a like like there's not going to be an affordable like like normal tablet hard drives have internal memory right. but like but like there's no way you can have that many games on there they're going to need to have an expandable memory slot probably an SD card um whether like an SD high definition card or whatever the heck they call it, they're calling yep. it nowadays. Or mini SD, I think it is now. Yeah, but like, and that would be how you're they're going to get around the whole issue of memory is having the consumer buy however much memory they're going to need and probably just ship ship it out with a basic like right. 16, 32 gig SD card in the in the basic slots, so they can at least save their games to to the, to the tablet. Yeah, um, I do want to mention too that there was an article released by Eurogamer uh, a couple days after the Switch. I did link it in chat. Um, that based on some rumors and from from accordingly multiple rumors from very reliable sources. The screen is a 6.2-inch screen that outputs a 720p, and it is a multi-touch capacitive screen. So, it so in theory, it could support. You could, in theory, even play without the slide-on tablet or the slide-on controller buttons that they have. But again, I don't know if that's actually possible. Um, on the topic of the price, I'm going to be going for the 350 range, mainly because of the fact that I think they're going to bundle it with a game. I don't think they're going to bundle it with Breath of the Wild, however. I think they're going to bundle it with some sort of like, you know how like Wii Sports came with the Wii back 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 when that came out as like a multiplayer game to get people to like have their friends come over and play with the Wii device. I think it's going to be something like that where they're going to want to try and encourage people to, you know, go to your friend's house with this thing and play it with your friend. Switch sports. <laughs> yeah, basically. basically. <laughs> oh, that would be what Nintendo does, too. That's the sad part. <laughs> yeah, and like, 
and, and, and for them, it would be like a really cheap and easy thing they can do. They can bring over their their Wii people from your 3DS or whatever, and you can have them be your bowling or your tennis or what have you. Then it's something that's very simple, very simple control schemes that you can use, and will be very cheap for them to make to to market this damn thing. Uh, God, um, I hope not. I. I <laughs> Again, it would be nice if it came with like Legend of Zelda, but my my, my opinion is that is that Breath of the Wild is going to be a day one title for this thing, but it's going to be separate. So you so basically you're going to go to um, Target or Best Buy or GameStop or what have you and be like, I'm going to plop down 450 bucks and pick up the Switch, which comes with a game, then pick up Legend of Zelda, probably ignore the entire Switch game entirely and just spend the first 30 hours playing Zelda. Um, and then that's how they're going to make their money at at, at launch. Um, I am. I, I think the the reason why I'm a little apprehensive about it is it it, it will probably sell mostly with like our generation Nintendo fans and the younger generation. I don't see anyone above the age of forty buying this thing. I have a really hard time seeing anyone that's not like a diehard Nintendo person buying this thing because my parents, like I, my parents saw a picture of this and like, so it's a tablet. So like I can go on like Facebook and then like my play my candy crush. And I'm like, uh, I don't think it's going to work like that. And it might. I, hey, if Nintendo has a working like proprietary web browser, holy shit. They're in the 21st century, finally. <laughs> Hooray! Oh, frap just day! But I guess the point I'm going for here is why would anyone above the age of 40 buy this when all they care about on their tablet is watching Netflix and YouTube and Facebook? And why would they even buy it? And, and, and when they can get that off of like an Amazon Kindle Fire or an iPad for two fifty or three hundred bucks. Yeah, that's all right. More for me. Uh, I feel like we're all going around here. It's like the price. Pri- the price is right. You know, what's the actual retail price of the of the NX without going over? Uh, <laughs> Who's the jackass going to say three fifty one? Yeah, one dollar, Bob. Uh, <laughs> Come on down. <laughs> down, Scarlet. You've been waiting a while. It's okay. Um, one of the things I actually was thinking about is with the comment about how they specifically stated that they will not be that the NX will not be able to support physical versions of Wii U and 3DS games. It does open up the possibility of them being digital, and if that's the case, then that then that means that there should be some form of motion controls implemented inside of it. But then that also brings forth the question of whether or not you will be able to use such things as the Wii Remote and Nunchuck or connect the 3DS to the system as a controller um, as sort of a way to also play the game, seeing as the two controllers that they provide as one controller as well is kind of small and... and 
some of the games that th- that um, would be on the Wii U and the 3DS might not be compatible with the control scheme on the Nintendo Switch. And also, you can kind of see that there's some form of control of um, motion controls when we saw Splatoon in the video, where and they actually had updated hairstyles, so that shows a potential sequel for Splatoon, which had popular mo- was very popular with motion control aiming. I hope they have a sequel to Splatoon, but they they did state that all those videos were. Uh, just tech demos, so that doesn't say positive or negative if we're going to see another Splatoon on it. They I hope could, so. They could literally just port over Splatoon from the Wii U to the Switch and have that be their bundle title. Oh, absolutely. You had something? Yeah, I'm. And Ron, you're touching. Well, both Ron, you're touching on it a little bit. What I was going to add to uh, Scar- Scarlet's resp- um, ideas for that is, I think. You know, especially with the Wii U having the gyroscope controls, I think we are going to see not not really so much a straight port, but maybe an enhanced port. And we did see some of that in the trailer. That uh, I, I'm not sure if Nintendo would do. You know, tech demos, yeah, sure, whatever. But I think these definitely could be. You know, if not sequels, enhanced ports that, you know, clean up the controls a little bit better, maybe add a new mechanic or two, you know, so it's kind of like what we saw in the Mario Kart trailer. Yeah, Yoshi Circuit is drivable, which is from Mario Kart 8, but having King Boo as a character or having the double item system a la Mario Kart Double Dash, it could show that Nintendo might be willing to add some new stuff, but still call it Mario Kart 8 and or still call it Splatoon, I think we might see some of that as digital titles moving forward, and Nintendo should have some system in place where I'm not having to spend another 50 to 60 bucks having to move my Splatoon files from my physical copy on the Wii U to, you know, digital on the Switch. I really do hope they give me that option, because I'm not spending another 50 <laughs> That was something annoying with um, the Wii, with um, any of the games going from Wii to Wii U. If you wanted them digital, you had to buy them again. One thing, uh, one thing, just to go off of what you said a little bit earlier, Scarlett, I will be very, very surprised if we can't connect up the Wii and Wii U controllers to this console because they're using the exact same way of communicating and we already saw from the Wii to Wii U that they they let us reconnect everything right back up so assuming that there's anything that has uh, motion controls I think it's more likely they aren't going to integrate motion controls into the new console it's just that we'll be able to use all of our motion control control stuff from the Wii and Wii U controllers to to play any games like that assuming they have them yeah, that's kind of that's kind of what I was thinking. And also, you know, there are games that I do want to play for a Wii U if I ever decided to buy one. I'm hoping that if Nintendo does do, they put the eShop on the Switch, that all the games that I want to play for the Wii Wii U but don't want to actually buy the console to own winds up on playable on the Switch. Then I then that for me alone is worth the price of the Switch because. I didn't buy the Wii so much for its library of games as much as I wanted Virtual Console. Yeah, that's this is something I've been paying a lot of attention to, because a huge part of why... I mean, 
I won't say I, why I got the I didn't get the Wii U, but I was always hoping the next console would be backwards compatible, so I could just pick that up instead, since the Wii U wasn't amazing, even though it had stuff I wanted to play. But uh, so uh, they said that they were not going to have they weren't going to have the physical games, but when people asked, but when they were asked if they were going to be having 3DS and Wii U on Virtual Console, they refused to answer the question and changed No the comment. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. And that was very, especially since they were very forward about not playing physical th physical 3DS or Wii U, I'm pretty sure the answer is yes, and one of the third parties leaked that um, the 3DS and Wii U, Wii U will have a Virtual Console uh, for select titles, though. Um, the new architecture means they can't port everything over perfectly, um, so it's not going to be a, like, it's not going to be like these previous ones where everything is backwards compatible. It's they're actually going to have to go through and fix things up to, to be able to do so, but we will probably see the biggest Wii U and 3DS titles on the Nintendo Switch. Oh, I hope so. Speaking well, of, I just want Splatoon, Brian. I just want Splatoon. Can I just have Splatoon? I, I want Xenoblade. my squid. I was gonna say I, I want Xenoblade Chronicles X. I don't know about you guys. That's what I want. <laughs> yeah, the, the, likewise. I mean, I played the first game. Brilliant, amazing game. And you know, I always, I do not want to buy a console for only a small handful of games. That's just that's a waste of money. You know. That was. Uh, Go on. That was the issue um, with the Wii U. Is just that the the library of games just. It was there wasn't enough games to really justify getting one. In and on a personal note, the original Xenoblade is always going to be better than the sequel Xenoblade X. If they if they could bring the best titles from the Wii U to the Switch, they will have a built-in library of games that a lot of people never played, and it'll definitely I think increase the adoption for the Switch. I, I hope so, and I'm I'm almost worried about the Switch because one of the things that I was just thinking about with the Xenoblade is that with the 3DS, they released Xenoblade Chronicles for the 3DS, but it was only for the new 3DS, so... And that was like the only con that was the only game that really took advantage of the new 3DS hardware. So I'm almost have this sense of worry that the NX is going to just be a slightly beefed up Wii U, um, and it's and a lot of people are not going to really take advantage of that beefed up, or it's real it's just going to flop because it's just a slightly better Wii U. Well, there is some hope for that because they did publish their list. Like, they did publish a list of third-party people that, at the very least, voiced their desire to work with the Switch and. Compared to previous Nintendo consoles out of the Wii and the Wii U, it was actually a noticeable list of like more than more than like Capcom and and um Ubisoft. Ubisoft, yeah. You know, like, it's not like Capcom added a whole lot anyway. They they pretty much killed most of their franchises, but that's another story. Yeah. Wait, wait, Konami? We're talking about Konami, right? No. no, we're talking about Capcom. <laughs> oh, wait, I get the joke. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I'm like, wait, okay, someone's going to get it. <laughs> I don't know which is worse, um, Capcom or Comcept. No. Oh. 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 Shots fired. 
I wasn't thrilled with Mighty Number no. Nine, but I'm I'm holding on hope that maybe Red Ash will be decent. I I was somebody who was backing both things, so I dare everyone here to actually sit through Mighty Number no. Nine's credits. Running, 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 I'm sorry. I, no. I, I have a job. No. I did see the credit screen for that game. Holy shit, that's a long ass <laughs> screen. What is it like a half an hour long or something? Four like that? hours. Well, while while we're you know on the subject of of thanking everybody, I'd like to thank somebody I know named Earl. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like it was literally. 30 minutes of just scrolling, like, here are the following backers that have paid money for this game to come out, and we thank them. Well, Literally everyone. Okay. If you do something entertaining, like, do do what Undertale did, or do uh, what Splatoon, or do what a couple of the other things do, where you actually, where uh, freaking uh, my brain just completely died, the uh, Smash 4. Like, if you do something interesting with your credit screen, but specifically something you can probably still play through like cool awesome i'm fine i'm fine sitting through another level that's the credits but i have to dodge all of the names or hit all of the names or run through a stage made of people's names that last one somebody should do that that was actually quite amazing actually and i really like it when games do that and one of the things i actually want to see with the nintendo switch is I, I almost kind of want to see game developers experimenting a little bit more with games because one of the things that made the era of the X, the original Xbox, um, the Nintendo GameCube, the Nintendo 64, PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, with those consoles, um, that was such an experimental period where they were just trying out things with games and th- some of the best games were developed back then. And, be- and that was probably because the ideas were so fresh at the time and the introduction of 3D, which, to me, I am hoping that that, um, that the Mario game we saw, it looked an awful lot like um, a spiritual successor to Super Mario 64, so fingers crossed. Here, here's, a, here's an idea. Well, here's an One of the things that I saw... In that reveal trailer that also really, really appealed to me was the ability to sync multiple Nintendo Switches up for sort of a split screen thing. You can either you can either do a split screen on one, on one TV or what have you, or each Switch be its own screen for whoever is playing at that particular point. I thought that was really cool. That is really cool, and actually, one of the things, I don't know how many people noticed this about the trailer, but it was actually um, pointed out to me that there was not a single kid in that in the trailer. It was all 20-somethings, yes. <laughs> Nintendo's finally acknowledging us. Yes! Well, I think, I think Nintendo's understanding that, you know, like with the Wii, they expanded to a lot more of that casual audience and after we've had this epic level bomb of the wii u nintendo's realizing you know we really can't forget our core audience and i think this is kind of their adjustment to that i think the switch is definitely especially with their much more modest um selling point of two million as opposed to 
whatever ridiculous number they have for the Wii U, like some freaking hundred million or something. Frugal Papillion Wii U units. It's a. Uh... Um, I, I think they are understanding that this is more. You know, this is going to be for a more core audience rather than trying to expand to every grandma and grandpa out there. Oh, God, I and I, I mean, oh. Oh, no, go, oh, go ahead, go ahead. And I do think that they realized that part of their mistake with relying on the name Wii U is they were trying to write off the success of the Wii, and that didn't work out for them. So now they're like, oh, well, maybe it's time for a change of tactic. Well, as, as I was going to say, uh, you know, w when it comes to, I mean, really what it boils down to is you get to know your audience. And in this case, who has the money? It's adults. Kids are, kids are not going to go out and spend three, 350 300 400 dollars in a system because they don't have that. You know, they'd also, ruin, they'd also ruin the thing in five minutes. And I don't know if you've ever seen a kid, a current kid's cell phone, but their screen is cracked and destroyed in the first five minutes. Yeah, so I mean, this is, it, adults are going to be the ones buying this thing. Adults, because let me tell you, and it, this has been numerous studies done. Adults are playing games far more than kids are. It's not a kids thing anymore. It's an adults thing. Adults game, not children. I mean, children do it, but not as much. Well, it's not just that. It's also the the kids who grew up with the NES are in their 30s and 40s now. The you mean like me? <laughs> yes, it's me. I'm 33. Yeah, the average gamer now is 33 years old, and that's a hard statistic. That's not a, a fudged number. It's a 33-year-old is your average age for a gamer. And the, the you know, sorry, continue. It's okay, I was gonna say, and the people who grew up with the Super Nintendo, they're in their they're in their late 20s, early early 30s. Same thing with, uh, same thing with the N64. Like. The younger generation keeps getting introduced into it, especially by their parents, but now it's not a, okay, the, the range is this five to ten year range. Now it's, this is a, you know, 30 year, year, 30 year range between 10 and 40 now. And these are not like going outside of the core. A lot of people in their 30s to 40s are core gamers. They were and they never left. And yes, some people because they felt they needed to grow up out of their responsibilities. That was still a thing for some people in my generation, but a lot less than there used to be. And as people are growing up now, a lot less. Now it's far more acceptable to be an adult playing games. So we're just going to keep seeing more of it. People aren't going to go, well, look at this. I loved Skyrim. I love the Elder Scrolls, but I'm too old. I can't play the new one. I can't do that anymore. That no, that doesn't happen nowadays. You, it's something you love. For mo for a lot of people, a lot of gamers, they're going to continue to love it. They're going to continue to buy it, and they're going to continue to be consumers of these into the future. And that's something that they're getting their that the companies are getting their brains around and are finally starting to accept in the last and current generation of consoles. It's like it's our parents loving rock and roll. <laughs> I was going to say, so what you're saying is that the, the, the that Nintendo and Sony and Microsoft are starting to realize that they're an entertainment industry, finally, and not just this niche little thing that they've been, like, the trying to fight for against, like, the movies and, and, and music industry for the past 20 years. They're, only, they're starting to realize, oh, shit, we actually have to cater to multiple generations, not just the, the, not just the young crowd. A little bit. You know, and... 
you see this in glaring view at uh, conventions. Now, again, I go to PAX every year. And there are far more adult gamers at PAX than there are children. I mean, that's just end of story. That That's just a hard fact. Ryan, you call anybody younger than you are children. <laughs> you know... <laughs> I mean, he's right. I mean, technically it's speaking, he's not wrong. He, he's right, you know. Uh, <laughs> he's technically speaking, he's not wrong. Yeah, I was gonna say he's not wrong, but you know, I, you know, I'm so glad there's four hours between he and I right now because it's just, <laughs> I I know the next time I come to visit, you're strangling me, but it's it was worth it. It was worth it. I will strangle you lovingly. Just oh. <laughs> out, out, out of love and kindness and charity. I'll only lightly only kill I you. Say yes. Light, lightly <laughs> kill you. Consent is important. And <laughs> but oh I am anytime. Yeah, not a problem. Um, I am really curious because the release. Nintendo has said that they're going to release the uh, the Nintendo Switch in March. PAX East is in March, so this is either going to come out just before or just after PAX East. Regardless, Nintendo's chunk of the expo floor is probably going to be the place to be at this year's PAX, because they're probably going to take all those Wii U's that they were going to initially have and probably bury them next to E.T. <laughs> which we know which we know is true, because, because they found them. Alright. That and a certain video game nerd found them too. Yeah. I am actually so looking mm-hmm. forward to seeing how the Switch is you know in my hand. Brian, here, here here's what here here I'm going to paint a scenario for you. Alright, Bob Ross, go ahead. <laughs> it's, it, it's, Someone's it's, been watching Twitch. I was gonna say, it's mid-March. You go to PAX East and the line for Nintendo Switch is understandably miles and miles long you finally get down and play it you get like a 15 minutes with it and then Nintendo Nintendo up to this point in time has not announced when the, when the release of the Switch is for whatever reason whether it's delaying of manufacturing to make sure they've got enough for it or just wanting it to be a surprise no one they have not said anything finally they get um, they unfreeze uh, Miyamoto and they put them on stage for five minutes to demo a new Mario game. And it's like amazing balls, greatest thing ever. You're getting a little verklempt and in, in, in just watching it. And he finally announces the release date for the Switch at the same time. It gets released that Tuesday. You can't tell me people are not going to immediately go out to Amazon or GameStop or, or whatever and immediately just plop down $500. Well, I mean, I do have, you know, a hundred bucks worth of GameStop gift cards that are doing nothing at the moment. Um, <laughs> it, it might be a, well... It's you a, mean your Nintendo Switch uh, little little bank for it? Uh, it might, I might. Your, your Switch piggy bank? I might, it's, I just be it's like... It's quickly becoming the funds. Yeah, it's, you know, I only go to GameStop when someone gives me their money to spend and it's not mine. So it's a... Uh, 
Well, hey, yeah, hey, you could always just, you could always just, uh, you know, if you really don't want them, uh, Bernie, you can just hand them off to me. I'll be like, okay, no problem. Yeah. <laughs> I heard he's I heard any NES money. Yeah, maybe. yeah I heard <laughs> for this for doing this. Nobody else heard that. I've heard that. Yeah. So, I I cannot wait to get my my grubby little hands on the Switch at PAX. Um, although there is a point. I mean, there is a point if the line is like. Uh, eight hours long, then, you know, I do have other things to do, like check check out all of the indie games that are going to be all over the place. So... Actually, you know, there is something I just want to bring up real quick, if I could. Um, and it's something that just kind of occurred to me, and that's something that nobody's really talked about either. We do realize that, yeah, this is a hybrid console type thing and, and handheld, but there will be no more strictly handheld anything from Nintendo after this. You know that, right? Like that's like the 3DS is it. Didn't that's it? Didn't that's Nick or Ronnie mention that like 35 minutes ago? Oh, I don't remember. I don't. I don't I didn't hear it. I don't think I heard that. But you might have been in the bathroom. <laughs> I might have been in the bathroom. But yeah, no. I mean, I, I mean, like I, you don't hear that being talked about like in other like in like in circles around the internet, like in the forums or whatever. Nobody really actually, you know, brings it up like, oh, by the way, the 3DS is the last strictly handheld console for Nintendo. It's, like, kind of crazy when you think about it. Because they've been dominating well, that market for years now. So, I mean... It, it seems more like it might be that the Wii U is the last fully console, f f fully non-handheld, because we have no idea what the future of the 3DS is, but we know the Switch is their next console, so... Until we know what's going on with 3DS, it's more that they don't have anything that's not mobile anymore. And I think that's just the way of technology, period. I mean, we, the way we consume games now is so different than even five years ago. I mean, everything is, let alone 20, 25 years ago, everything is mobile now. Um... You know, you you have, the, you have tablets, you have cell phone, you have smartphones. It's and more and more games, more and more resource heavy games are showing up on these devices. They're not just uh, they're not they don't have you know just the processing power for uh, Peggle or Candy Crush anymore. So I just think this is a natural evolution of where we're already going to begin with. Bar generally speaking, barring a AAA title from a your 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 BioWare's and your Sony's and your Microsoft's, you, you, there almost every game is being put on however many mobile devices they can: Android, Apple, iOS, uh, Smoke Signals, Ouya, like Ouya, yeah, <laughs> like like it, it, it's it's. I don't know if people have realized this, but the cyberpunk future is actually our current real world. Yeah, basically. Although I, I, I can't wait to see remastered Skyrim on an Atari Twenty Six Hundred. I am really looking forward to that. It's a it's... coming in twenty seventeen. <laughs> basically. Yeah, so. like it, it's so it it's and it's just. Hey, Nintendo finally said they were going to start putting stuff on mobile devices, so you know. The, yeah, the, the 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 seal has been breached. 
We don't know what this new world is going to, well, is going to bring. Well, that just sounds filthy. <laughs> I was going to say, she broken. I was kind of going with the whole end of the world for portion of the apocalypse seal, but you got you do you. You yeah. can read you however you want to do it. And instead, you got um, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, I mean, sure. Meanwhile, meanwhile, Nick was immediately mined in the gutter. I mean, no, it's not. <laughs> but you, this was something. But you, you, you imply that I leave it. <laughs> this, this. Sorry. I, I think Nick, you just need to get laid. Period. So it's. Just... Well. <laughs> but that's kind of where where I was going with this was like this is something nobody ever thought. Like Nintendo had been so vehemently against producing for non Nintendo consoles. You know, outside of terrible Zelda games on the CDI and stuff, but um, that was they, lesson one. <laughs> yes, but they were been so vehemently against it that now that that's now that that has broken, like there's there's so much like they, if they were willing to go against that, what else are they willing to do? Um, especially going into this with them uh, putting out the olive branch to third parties that sev some of them have been snubbed by Nintendo since the SNES days. And I, I, and making it far easier to program for, from what I heard. Um, like, this is... This could be a... This could be them lear finally learning their lesson. I don't think it's them learning their lesson so much as their shareholders and, like, their bottom line literally going, here's how much money we have. I.e., not a lot. We need to get money and cash flow in because we literally just spent the last three years basically selling nothing but a freaking the, the Wii U, which I, I, I will be Take curious. Away. I will be amazed the Wii U sales are in the tens of millions. I will give you those yes. sales. I will give you those sales numbers over the, uh, the break, but uh, we have to wind down this first half. So we'll continue this uh, hype train as it continues full throttle. But in the meantime, you'll have some music, as is our custom. We'll be back. You're listening to downloadable content talking about the Nintendo Switch. See you on the other side.
Welcome back to our Nintendo Switch hype train. Make sure your ticket stubs are out. We'll be coming around to collect them pretty soon. So, but Brian, it's all electronic now. It's all on the apps. Swipe your car over this reader, please. Thank have, you. Have you ever so ridden much for the Met- have you ever Have you ever ridden Metro North? Anyway. Uh, sh- anyway. So... What I wanted to start the second half with, and Ron touched upon it uh, a little bit in the first half, and I want to talk about it in more detail, and that is the uh, hopeful coming back of third parties <laughs> for the Nintendo Switch, because they are, um, if you guys have probably noticed, uh, very much absent for the Wii and the Wii U. And with <laughs> this didn't come into glaring focus for me so much until I tried to play Sonic 4. When Sega put out Sonic 4 Episode 1, they put it out on everything, including um, the including the virtual console, including the, uh, the shop on the Wii, and I downloaded it and played it, and great. And then Episode 2 came about. Episode 2 came about for Sonic 4, and I noticed it did not get a Wii release. And I'm like, well, why is that? It, we've come to find out that S- Nintendo had placed, an, and this is why third, one of, probably one of many reasons why third parties just up and left the Wii and Wii U. Nintendo had put an arbitrary limit on how big a a game could be for download. <coughs> yep. And the yep. and episode two of Sonic Four was too big for that. And Nintendo was just like, nope. Yeah, we know you put episode one on on the, the store, on the Wii shop, but uh, nope, can't have episode two, too big. Yeah, they also deliberately made their programming architecture very different than other places. Yes. Which, even though they said that it was easier with the newer consoles, meant that you couldn't directly port anything. Because you can pretty much directly port with some, with minor tweaking between Sony and Xbox can't do that to Nintendo at all. You have to basically rebuild a portion of it from the ground up, and that's way more money than it's worth to a lot of companies. Well, yeah, because, I mean, if I may, you know, the PS4, Xbox One, you know, uh, PS, even the, the Vita and everything, they're all x86 architecture. I Absolutely. mean, it, it, it's so easy to go back and forth between them with just minor tweaks and make sure they work correctly. Uh, you know, and the problem with, with Nintendo is, is that literally... They use this weird, these weird operating type of systems. These weird architecture just made me want to pull my hair out and eat it because I just I I I look at it and I'm like, are you serious, Nintendo? Really? Which is why I'm really, 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 really concerned that their new Nintendo Switch. Hopefully, it's gonna be. Something along the lines of x86 architecture. I mean, that'd be great. <laughs> um, actually, I think part of the reason they did that whole um, the whole weird architecture stuff was to prevent pirating. But obviously, we've seen how well that's worked in the past. No. <laughs> um, but actually, one of the things I am actually concerned with when it comes to the Nintendo Switch, and maybe the CEO, the new CEO, will help with help with this, 
But I'm hoping that Nintendo will stop copyrighting, um, striking anyone that does any kind of fan game or does any kind of video regarding a Nintendo licensed software. Yeah, that's one of the few things Sega's been doing right, is letting their fans be fans and enjoy what they want and keep keep the excitement alive because well nothing nothing kills excitement more than finding out a, a fan thing you were looking forward to just got destroyed by the company you love like like the super mario 64 um demo that someone made the in unity and but you know you know what they say about sega sega does what nintendo don't um yeah and- yeah Third-party companies, as Brian, you were talking about a little earlier. Here's my problem with a lot of the third-party company stuff. A lot of it just seems to me like it's going to be a lot of ports. And ports are fine. It's from PS4 and Xbox One, but... You know, how much of this is going to be like people going, wow, I don't have this on three other systems already. Boy, I can't wait to buy a fourth edition of Skyrim. uh, How much of this uh, will just become unnecessary? I would be more impressed if there's more original titles that come out. And if these companies do that, then sure. I know Square Enix has kind of let the cat out of the bag and said Dragon Quest Eleven would come to the Switch. And that's all well and cool, right alongside the PS4. I'm interested. But, you know, if it's just going to be more more ports and just the same games that we have everywhere else and it's just another version, we're already, you know, behind... Nintendo's already behind a, at least a year, two years on some of these games... How much new audience are they really going to add? Well, Nick, I mean, right now, to get to play most of the big titles, you need to have either a Xbox or Sony and a Nintendo console. Because Nintendo Nintendo stuff doesn't go anywhere. So if they can get the big big third-party releases to a portion of the populace... You don't need another system because the biggest exclusive titles are all Nintendo because they make them themselves. And there's a couple that Xbox and Sony do, but nowhere near the number that Nintendo did for the Wii or even the Wii U. If you bought a Wii U, you bought it for Nintendo's games, not for anyone made by anybody else. You bought it for them. I would say that would work... Except there's one other part that is going to be a di- uh, going to be a challenge, and that's online. And that's yeah. why a lot of people play PS4 and Xbox One games is because that's what their friends are playing. If and, and, and this is kind of a big if that you know more games and more companies do this interplay between Nintendo, Microsoft, Sony, Steam, PC then sure, I think Nintendo might start getting an upper hand there. But until then, I think some people will continue to play Sony and Microsoft because of the online audience. Um, I actually agree with that. And I think one of the things that they could actually do to um, 
to differentiate themselves with their online is with the iPhone and Android, they had produced an, the app uh, Mitomo, which on its own was not very good, but if they could integrate that and expand their online community um, with Miiverse in that um, in that that way, they could easily design a community that's similar to Facebook that could work for game systems and have them pull ahead in the social aspect um, when it comes to um, gaming. Well, don't we already have uh, a situation? Again, I don't own any of the current gen consoles, but do we already have uh, situations where you can do the online multiplayer between, say, PC and PS4, or PC and X, uh, Xbox 360. Is the game designed that way? Yes. It's it's all sorry. Um, it, it is getting that way, but I think the major hurdle to get over is because of the differences with like um, the servers for PC and console and the way the games are set up that communication has been difficult, whereas now we're getting to a point where PCs and consoles are very similar in architecture and design, that that cross-platform play is not becoming as big of, a, um, of an issue. And that is something Nintendo should really look at, because if they can have cross-platform play, that would do wonders for them in the online community. Absolutely. 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 I would also add that one other thing that would do wonders for Nintendo, which they have yet to do, would be re- would be unlocking their fucking regions. That would be great. How about getting rid of region locking? There's an idea. I the think. Ar- Sorry, you first. The most archaic idea in the world: region locking. It helps absolutely no one. There has been rumors, however, that the that the switch will be region freeze uh, before he passed. Uh, Iwata was talking about you know that being hey something Nintendo really ought to look into for fu- for the future, and I-, I think that would be a great first step for them. Would be let's do, let's go ahead and do what everyone else is doing and just make it region free again. Welcome to the twenty first century. Glad you're with us. Yeah, yeah. Without without a water there now, we don't know which if the company's still going to move in that direction. Probably because that's what their shareholders want. I agree with you, but their shareholders wanted something closer to an Xbox One and PlayStation Four, but they got the Switch for better or worse. There so, is. Um, sorry. <laughs> There no, is um, there is one concern though. I mean, it is it is sad that Iwata is gone, um, and I do hope that the new CEO does a good job. But also, a lot of the issues lately have also kind of come from Miyamoto himself too. Oh, with absolutely. Some design choices they they've create he um, that Nintendo's created. So I kind of worry about those software and how they're going to handle it depending on how Miyamoto handles things. I feel like Miyamoto is a very strong personality that in some ways needs to be reined in by the people above him. Um, I liken him a little bit to George Lucas, where great ideas, but 
sometime if you let him go all the all on his own, he might come up with something genius, or he might burn the place to the ground. And you need somebody to to try to shift those ideas over. And I think Awada did an amazing job at that. The question yeah. is, if the new guy will or won't be able to handle that. If you have someone that can control Miyamoto, like similar to George Lucas, you can get something as good as Empire Strikes Back. If you don't, then you're going to get something like Phantom Menace, and we all know how that turned out. <laughs> Sorry, Scarlett, you had something to say? No, he actually said it pretty much. I was just going to add a sarcastic comment saying, like, well, at least Miyamoto doesn't go back and really special edition after special edition of his games with new edits. Uh, Super Mario All-Stars. That, yeah, was that was the only awesome. time. <laughs> but that was awesome. Come on. To be fair, it also gave it also gave a U.S. release of a Lost World. So. I know. I just I just had to. I, and I love Super Super Mario All Stars. I own the original. Um, so I'm not dissing it. I'm just saying he, he did kind of do that. It just it just was much more successful when he did it. You know what? <laughs> I, I offer a challenge to any of you. If you have a Game Boy Color and you have Super Mario Brothers Deluxe. I challenge you to beat lost levels on the on Super Mario Brothers Deluxe. Which, <laughs> no. <laughs> and there's screen crunch. So be ready for screen crunch. I mean, I played the original Mario, uh, you know, Mario Deluxe on that. I don't remember there being lost worlds in it. You have Was there get, lost worlds? Yeah, you, you have had to get a score of them, like 300,000 in order to unlock it. It's called Super Mario Brothers for super players. Alternatively, you can use the substitute challenge of playing um, Sonic Genesis on GBA. I, I'll rather not, thank you. Yeah, no, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll pass on that. It's been so too long since I played Mario Deluxe on the Game Boy Color. It it sounds like steering steering us back a little bit that even yeah we we have a, a huge list of confirmed third-party developers. Nick, you feel that you, you said that you feel that we're going to be seeing a lot of ports. I don't know. With with the way the Switch looks to be set up, it definitely looks more developer-friendly. To me, it feels like that because we're going back to a more, you know, quote-unquote, traditional-style controller structure, um, where it, the focus is not so much on motion control anymore, that developers are... Not going to be as gun shy, uh, trying to make games for this. I, I do think that we're going to see some new stuff as opposed to just a barrage of ports and whatnot. And, uh, and I, I agree on that on some of them, but you look at some of the others like level five. Well, level five and Atlas will, will make new stuff. Platinum Games will make new stuff, but hey, Nippy on Ichi, we can get Disgaea. Yeah, um, actually, when it comes to um, to the whole porting, um, I honestly am kind of concerned about that because if they start doing ports, it's probably games that are already going to be out on the Xbox One and PS4, and if that's the case, then what's going to be the draw of buying the Nintendo NX um, for a port of the game. I will say this to kind of for for, for at least one potential market, um, the fighting game community actually may get a lot of pull out of this because of the fact that the Switches can communicate wirelessly between each other. 
they could set up local play between each other for friends and stuff like that and have it be like near instantaneous communication for fighting games which and there there is um arxis there uh capcom is listed right <coughs> um yeah they were listed um so you yes, could, so you could in theory get street fighter 5 and do local play even with friends Street Fighter Five wasn't that good, though, from my understanding. Okay, yes, yeah, Street- I'm, I'm, I'm saying it's, I'm saying it's potential. I'm not saying it's a good game. I'm just saying um, it's, it's potentially on the list. So, sorry, um, sorry about uh, not commenting when I wanted to add them something. Um, actually, I have a question. What do you think about the controllers as they stand right now? Ah, good question. Um. The basic generic one that comes with it, that the little slide on things, that controller looks really uncomfortable to hold. I think the the the, the pro one they showed, the Switch looked, Pro, yeah, the Switch Pro, whatever they're calling it, that looks more like a normal controller. So I think that one should be fine. They were when uh, when they were asked. Uh, They've, they basically said that Switch Pro is, at this point, coming with the console. Okay. So right. you'll have the Joy-Con and the Switch Pro. Okay. Oh. So, so, okay, that, 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 that makes me much more relieved then, because I don't want to spend another 40 bucks just to get the Switch Pro to come with the console. Because that, that, that to me, seems like the preferred way to play, and then you use the Joy-Con for whenever you're on the go. Right, and and I do think that part of the design of the regular um, Nintendo Switch controller was they're trying to implement a pl- one-player controller with a two-player controller, since you can two people can use um, the sliding off controller bits. My biggest, con- um, my thing with the Switch controller, sure, I, I like the Pro controller, and I even like the idea for the Switch controller for detaching and reattaching. My problem is, is that it's going to detach so much that I'm going to start playing at snap. It'll just come right off. The whole tablet will just fall straight to the floor. (laughs) You think it looks that flimsy? We'll wait and see. I mean, we'll take like styluses in your 3ds for example yeah sure they snap in place the first few times you use it but when you use it over and over and over again it gets very flimsy Hmm. so i wonder how durable that actually will be or if it's gonna be so you know so latch it tight in there that you're gonna need to strong arm you know hercules and just pull it pull it out like that nintendo tough you're hoping for Nintendo, Nintendo Talk here? Yeah. 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 The durability of an NES. I am concerned about the size of the controller um, when it comes to the two-player aspect, because it looked kind of small. Yeah. Well, um, the, I, I a couple things I wanted to add about the controller. Um, this, if, they, if it does come with the Switch Pro, and even if it doesn't, because the Joy-Con can separate into two controllers... This will be the first console that Nintendo's put out since the Super Nintendo to come with two controllers. This will be the first console that's come with two controllers since the Super Nintendo, period. I, not I not just for Nintendo, just for like any of them. And that and that I think showcases the fact that they're one of the one of the companies that still supports local multiplayer 
as a as a basic thing, and that's awesome. Um, the other thing I'll, I, I like I said earlier, I'll be very very surprised if we and Wii U controllers won't work on this, which will give us a built-in base of controllers to use. But also, after the uh, Smash Four and the allowing you to use a 3DS as a controller for Smash, that I think is something I see Nintendo doing more of. I mean, Nintendo even commented, and this is before the Switch, this is for the Wii U, they were talking about setting it up so you could connect your phone up to it and use the phone as a touchscreen on your Wii U, and that never came to, came to actually happening, but this is the kind of stuff that they were trying to do, and to me, a lot of the Switch is them trying to get the ideas they had for the Wii U done right. I'm done. Somebody else can go. Um, actually, something I'm kind of curious about. What other peripherals do you think that they could have for the controllers? Since they actually made a comment um, saying that they have other peripherals that are unannounced um, that will work similar to the controllers that they current that they showed off in the trailer. That will also be another way to play. I guess they could do something to, like, snap on a different peripheral, you know, something to, like, one side or the other for gaming. I just don't know how... I, they, I guess it just feels gimmicky to me. But then again, same Better with the Wii. Same with the Wii. I, I'm sure, like, you could have, like, you know, like a D-pad something, you know, you know, like something on your left side and maybe, like, a third party, like, you know... Um, get Mad Cats on the other side. That would be s s pretty interesting. NES Raygun. Oh yes, because we need to have an, an an NES Zapper for every Nintendo console. It's just it's, you know. you tell me, give us one reason why we should. Yeah, it's, it's, I, you know, if you're gonna have that, well, I, I want the Power Glove as well. Well, they did bring um duck. So, although. We're talking about peripherals. Now, Nintendo, if you remember, Nintendo put out a GameCube controller uh, adapter because of Smash, because GameCube controllers are still the preferred method of play for that game. Do you see something like that for the Switch? No. Actually, no, I don't either. No. I, I think it's, uh, if I may, I think that okay, the... I think that the Switch is going to probably be very Switch-centric, if that makes any kind of sense. No, I, it I, does. I, uh, yeah, and, and poor Scarlet. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, oh, there she is. Uh, Sorry. But, yeah, I, I think, um, um, I, think I, that the, I think that the Switch is going to definitely have this, this thing where, you know, Nintendo's always been very peripheral and very you know, very, very peripheral oriented, you know, it's always, you know, get this and you could do this and you, and you can, and you can buy this for your, for your, you know, not just SNES, but all the way up to like, you know, GameCube and the Wii and the Wii, especially the Wii, that Wii was big with peripherals. So, I mean, I kind of get why some people would, 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 you know, inquire about that. But for me personally, I think the Switch is going to be a very significant departure from that. I, I think there's going to be very few peripherals if, if because of the way that they have it i mean you've got the uh 
you've got the portability already instituted. Yep. So, I mean, I, I think to add, I mean, what are you really going to add on to that, that you can bring with you? You know what I mean? And I, I think that's kind of what they have to, you know, discuss amongst themselves and marketing and all that is, okay, if we're going to do peripherals, what can we make that you can bring with you? I, um, uh, I, I, I agree with you, Tanya. Um, sorry. Um, go ahead. I, I agree with you, Tanya, and I'm glad that they're not, like, making a bunch of games about the Nintendo Switch that is completely false, because I remember back with the, when the Wii U came out, one of the claims that they actually made is how the Wii U will be able to produce um, graphics and animation that are pixel um, Pixar-like quality. I just said they did not deliver. Yeah. Um, one thing I had uh, from uh, from Tanya's thing was I don't know how how they're going to do peripherals, whether they're going to do a whole lot of them. Um, honestly, with the way the Joy-Con controllers look, uh, I kind of expect them to do a bunch because it looks like they would be able to connect into a bunch of different ones. Um... It, it seems to me like they have it set up that way, but even if they don't do a lot of peripherals, I will tell you, if they release a Smash on this system, I guarantee we're going to see a new GameCube version. This time, probably wireless that will actually connect up to regularly to the controller. Because after the last time, I don't... I think Nintendo's realized at this point that they're not going to make the Smash fans happy without GameCube-style controllers. And honestly, if they can sell a... If they can sell a GameCube controller to half of to half or more of the people who make Smash, they just got a whole bunch of extra money from doing nothing. Nothing at all. Yeah, but here's the problem. Nintendo can't please uh, hardcore Smash fans with anything after Melee. Well, yes, but they, they'll, buy, they'll buy the new Smash, then they'll buy the controller, and then they'll complain about it, but Nintendo's still got their money. Yeah, that's basically okay, what's going to happen. Yeah, that's, what's go that's exactly what's going to yep. happen. They're, they're going to buy the new Smash game, they're going to complain to the end about it while begrudgingly, yeah, this game's actually pretty cool, but I want well, it! <laughs> well, begrudgingly buying themselves six different of the GameCube controllers, yep. and then complaining yep. they couldn't find or two. Eight. Oh, God. Um... So, you know, all this controller, you know, talk of controllers is great and all, but he here's my biggest question moving forward away from this is, you know, Nintendo talks about all this portability and, you know, being able to, you know, take it with you on the go. But how long does on the go mean? How, what's the battery life for this thing going to be? Now, we've seen reports that it's... You know that's it's not going to be very good. It actually might be worse than the Wii U tablet, and the Wii U tablet is about four hours on a full charge. So, what's everyone think like this battery life is going to be if the reports are saying it, got, it may not even t match that? Well, one thing I can say, uh, I have no idea about the battery life. I did a lot of research both into the actual news and speculation going into this that I wrote out. And I could find nothing, even speculation, legitimate speculation from sources that said anything about the battery life. But I did find out that they are using USB-C for charging that one of the third parties ah. dropped. 
so that's interesting. Huh. That that is good and bad. It's good in that it's not proprietary. It'll mean there'll be a lot more places you can charge it. But the speculation is the reason they went with a non-proprietary system is because the battery life is not good and you're going to need to be able to charge it more. Interesting. Yeah, uh, going one more, just one more source off of Ubisoft. They're saying the battery life is going to hover around three hours. Now, whether, you know, that that's, you know, just the prototype model might be a little better upon commercial release. Who knows? But yeah, uh, to, to have, you know, those kind of charging methods, USB, USB-C, you know, as the charging method, that would definitely help out a bit you know as far for charging purposes but you know it, it was a concern of mine moving forward of you know hey you know i would like to be you know not that i'm gonna be using it at work or anything but uh, oh hell who the hell am i kidding of course i'm gonna be using it at work but fucking hell <laughs> if 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 it's gonna be three hours it'll be enough for someone like me who would only be able to play it half an hour at a time during my breaks but for someone who might be going on a six hour plane ride like i did flying to denver for vacation it, that's gonna suck to only be able to play a half the plane ride and then what else am i gonna do for the other three hours that does make a lot of sense um The, um, that does make a lot of sense, but I do think that the battery life is a big concern because when it comes to a a three hour battery life, consider if you're like on a long road trip or something, that's not going to be enough. And, um, we don't even know if they're going to provide a cable that you can like, um, charge it in the car or something. Um, and even then, I mean, Nintendo could be cutting corners on the cost by providing not as big of a battery, um, life just to make it the price point lower, which is probably where third parties will come in with, um, bigger batteries and everything. Um, well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Don. Oh, thank you. Uh, no, I was just going to add to that, actually, and just say, well, you know, l- let's look at what we know, okay? And what we know is, I mean, does anybody have uh, a good idea as to how long, say, a Vita lasts on battery? I think that was like six, eight hours, maybe. Six maybe to eight five. hours. Now, 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 I mean, you know, it's got the uh, the OLED screen. It's It's got some pretty, pretty good tech in there. Uh, you know, some pretty good graphics and so forth, be able to handle everything. So, and if that could handle about six to eight hours, yes, it's last-gen tech, but then again, you also gotta remember, too, Nintendo is also not using current-gen tech, really. They're not really using current-gen tech here. They're using good tech, but they're not using, like, the the best and the brightest here. So, I'm gonna guesstimate, again, this is just a rough guesstimate here, but I'm gonna say that they're probably going to go along the lines of something... I mean, especially since we saw, like, in the trailer where they're showing the airplane and they're showing people, you know, driving and da-da-da-da-da and and away from wherever they are, like they're at the park or whatever and things like that. 
that tells me that they're probably going for a little longer battery life than, than what we're thinking. Because um, honestly, my initial estimate was going to be something like three or four hours, like you guys said. But honestly, like looking at what they're doing, I get this weird feeling that because of the tech involved and everything, they're probably going to go with something more along the lines of maybe a six to eight hour battery charge. Um, I don't know how they're going to do it, but I think that's what they're going to, I think that's what they, or at least that's what they should try to go for. Um, something along, along the lines of like, of like a Vita charge. Um, and at least then you could go on that plane ride and there you go. Just to, just to, uh, clarify, um, the original PlayStation Vita has between three to five hours of charge. The PS Vita Slim has four to eight. I think I think the slim is what you guys were thinking about. Yeah, the slim. Yeah, yeah. that actually sounds very comparable to the 3DS's um, battery life with the original Vita, actually. Yeah, it's the. It, I I can't. I I would hope that Nintendo would not have a three-hour battery life because that now we're approaching Game Gear levels of horrible. It's a. Uh, Oh God, Game Gear batteries! Oh. Yeah, but oh, no. <laughs> yeah, but the Game oh. Gear you had to replace the batteries constantly. With this, I mean, it, it's a cable US. You can find USB cables if you're in the city to plug in almost anywhere, and it's a cable that a lot of us have on a regular basis. Um, and like, I, even if it was three hours, I don't think that's as bad as a lot of people seem to think. Because in a lot of in a lot of cases, you're going to be playing in a place that you can charge it. I wonder if, you know, depending on how the cables work, if third-party companies, if they're smart, and if the Switch truly only has about a three-hour battery life, you know, let's just pretend for a moment. I think a company like Mad Cats or or any of them really would be smart to just create a battery pack something that you know you that just portable holds a charge and you just connect from one into the switch and you know a portable charger basically i know those exist around but i don't know you know to just make one specifically for the week uh for the switch excuse you me can, you could use any any one for a phone like we sell them at walmart for 10 bucks i have I, one I, um, like I actually, any sorry Sorry. No, you go. Um, I actually think um, when it comes to charging, if um, with us switching more and more to wireless charging, if Nintendo could implement that, or heck, if they if um, if it's just using like a USB C connector, there's lots of uh, things that you can get that enables wireless charging, and if that's the case, then Nintendo then. Um, that'll work just as well, but I would hope that Nintendo might try to implement something like that, too. I am not going to Samsung my Switch. <laughs> I'm not going to leave it and just, like, do, like, a turntable, like, you know, spin it around, you know, charging it, because I'll probably pull, like, an iPhone, uh, out of, like, a Note 7, it'll just... Congratulations, you're now in possession of the Nintendo Grenade. <laughs> What? I didn't know Samsung was producing this. Typical <laughs> <laughs> humor. All, all I can think about is is Nintendo goes, oh, this isn't the Switch, it's a Nintendo capsule. Oh yeah, by the way, one in eight chance to explode. Wait, what? <laughs> 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 
So, you know, we, again, in January, when we finally get all of the, the juicy technical details, um... Again, we'll see how, how much of this is actually correct, or if we're all just talking out of our ass, but what about, and again, given that Nintendo is probably going to make this a somewhat affordable system, you know, what other features do we think might be included with this console? I mean, we have... So we have uh, PS4 and Xbox One with the ability to stream on Twitch, for example. Um, obviously, it's probably it's not going to play DVDs or do anything fancy like that. Um, Nintendo has always been their their focus has always been games first and you know extra stuff later. Do we think Nintendo's going to try to add any, like, not gaming-related stuff to its interface? I, um, I actually think that, or at least I would hope so, because with the Wii U, they actually started to add in, um, like, they had the TV um, app, which allowed you to connect, like, multiple cables things together. So I would hope that if, since there's probably not a DVD drive in there, I would actually hope that maybe... Um, with the SD card slot that they would have like a native video player that you could actually play um, movies on on the Nintendo Switch because that would actually cater towards people um, on the go if they don't necessarily want to um, to play games all the time. Um, and they also tried to experiment a little bit with um, like video calling with the Wii U, so Maybe there will be some sort of Skype integration in there, too. Um, but I don't know how likely that is, but that could be some things that they could work with. Headphone jack. You, you, you think I headphone jack, Ron? I do think I headphone jack, just for a simple fact that people, if, well, if they want to play a game on the go, that they'll want to be able to actually hear the music and then like the dialogue being spoken. Oh, you yeah. Mean... What yeah. what dialogue? It's a, it's a Nintendo game. They don't speak English. Okay. Fine. Well, actually, actually, you know what? They should include a headphone jack because then at least they're going to be better than Apple. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Yeah. Assuming they are going with the USB C. That wouldn't, assuming it's not a simple charging port, which I think they would be dumb, even if they have no other intention of using it to make it inoperable otherwise, um, that opens up a whole new range of being able to do things with the Switch that they didn't have the ability to do with a lot of earlier consoles. Hacking! <laughs> well, yes. Disclaimer, disclaimer, downloadable content does not condone it, so bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. <laughs> content is not piracy. Beautiful, beautiful piracy on the open sea. Uh, here, I thought about for just a moment, Brian was actually had like a prepared statement in advance, and then he just went the bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. I'm like, no, Brian being fired. No, 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 no. But it, it, it would make sense for it to have it some sort of headphone jack because again, we see. Uh, in the trailer, we saw, you know, people playing it, and you know, the guy playing it on the plane, and the last thing you want is to have the entire plane listening to 
whatever the hell it is you're playing. Like, like scraping yeah. and fighting the whole time. <laughs> hey, you know what? You know what? If the if Nintendo doesn't have a headphone jack and they have wireless headphones, hopefully they don't cost 149 bucks. Hey, how about that? Yeah, no, hopefully but I'm it's... pretty sure there will be headphone jacks of some capacity. We don't even know what all slots and you know doodads they'll have in there. We know there's a game cartridge slot. There'll likely be an SD card slot. Wow, I heard that wrong. <laughs> Tanya needs to get laid. All right, it's <laughs> I got all I all I heard was the little kinds of sluts on there. I'm like, really? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you don't know. This is Nintendo, and they have money. They, they do. I mean, they do have Princess Peach and Daisy. I mean, it's just... Hi, I'm Daisy. Bayonetta is a very strong woman. It's not nice to say that about her. It's... Booth <laughs> babes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... I'm just... The funniest part about the trailer to me was that you had this, this moment where... They were they were playing. They were showing off the portable aspect, and there was a bunch of people partying. You could tell they all had red solo cups. I'm like, are you all shit faced? <laughs> what's in those red solo cups? Oh, you know exactly what's in those red solo cups. <laughs> Ginger Coming beer? up next for the Nintendo Switch, beer pong. <laughs> <laughs> Made by Telltale. It's a. Uh... You know what? I buy it. <laughs> yeah, you, I know you would. <laughs> Beer pong at the inventory. Anyway, um... So, I think that, you know, when we when we finally get more solid information, I think January 12th is the, uh... Is 13. the date... 12? 13? 13. Okay. A day off. Ooh! Uh... It was the 12th... It was the 12th on, for the Wii U. That's part of why we... We are speculating similar dates between the Wii U and the uh, Switch. Wait because a minute. January 13th? Yes. It, yes. That's Friday. Friday the 13th. Oh, oh God! Nintendo does have like a thing for scheduling things on a certain day when it comes to releasing stuff. I, I could yeah. have sworn it was the 12th for when they were doing their full like tech release, so... I... I, I do wonder, how do you guys think that they're handling their marketing with how they wouldn't tell us anything about the Switch until a few weeks ago, and now they're holding off until January, so how do you think that's going to affect them going forward, and how do you think they're going to handle it once it's actually released? Oh, that's a really good question. I'm very cur- I'm very intrigued that they have waited this long, as Brian said, two years of just, it, it's the NX. We're not telling you anything else. It's the NX. Yeah. It could just and be an Apple. Like, and it, it, it was like, well, give us something. And the fact that they only did a trailer, they still haven't released the technical details, I think it's a good and a bad thing. It's a bad thing because it's really not giving us, like, the knowledge of, hey, this is something I can get behind. But at the same time, it's it's preventing any it's preventing the system from getting overhyped and not and thus not having it live to its expectations. And in that aspect, I think it's smart. So the fact that Nintendo has waited this long has just been, you know, you know, like I said, a good and a bad thing. And we'll see if it pays off for them in March. Well, why do you I, think I, bad? Bad? Because 
you know, how how have we not, you know, we haven't heard anything else besides it. We haven't heard titles. We haven't heard specs. We, we know nothing about it. No tech demos. You know, it has not appeared at any show floor. No one's been able to get their hands on it. So, you know, it, it just, it, I guess it just, it, it's not building up hype, which I guess could be a good or a bad thing. It's not building up hype, which is, you know, getting people to go, you know, not getting people to possibly be interested in buying your system. But yeah, it's not building too much hype. So it may it won't lead people to mass disappointment. No man, Sky, I'm looking at you. I, I I think the reason why there's no there's like literally no information about this outside of this freaking tech demo is because Nintendo themselves didn't know what the fuck the NX was gonna be until maybe six months ago. I think they spent the first year, if not the first two years, from when they started developing for the next console after the Wii U literally doing nothing but dicking around and trying to figure out what the hell they wanted to do and only settled upon the design of this general Nintendo Switch thing because they were almost forced into it by shareholders. I really do think this 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 design that they have for the Switch was not their first idea. I think this was like their fifth or sixth idea. This thing is a really similar in design to the NVIDIA Shield thing. And that's an interesting piece of tech. Like, a, But that's a very niche market. And this is... Nintendo trying to push this off as their full thing, then... Wow. that That's a... What, what happened behind the scenes? I, there, there's gotta be something that happened in the development of this thing that made them go from whatever pie-in-the-sky idea they had to this. Um, well, they actually, if you actually looked at the Wii U's um, development uh, cycle, that there's actually um, an image of when they were originally developing the Wii U, and it literally was just a screen with two Wii controllers connected to it. So Nintendo probably was doing the same thing with the NX, and it does make me wonder if the NX ha- was has something to do with what they originally were calling quality of life. I th- and I think that just kind of got shoved right out the window because quality life. It, yeah. you know it's I remember all those news articles again in the early development. It's like oh what is it? and I'm I'm thinking that Nintendo is going to make a video game console that is part you know EKG monitor. Uh, like that finger thing that they had uh, for the Wii that they're trying to design, then that got kind of nope. The new All Nintendo that. Fitbit. <laughs> <laughs> I I wonder if the they were waiting to see how VR stuff was going to turn out before deciding upon the actual final design of the Switch. That's a theory. That's an interesting theory. Because okay. if they were waiting to, to be like, how much is the Oculus Rift going to cost? How much is the Sony's VR thing going to cost? How much is the Google Cardboard thing and all the other stuff? Like, if they were looking at that and going, hmm, maybe if we need to have a, a powerful hardware to support VR, then then they maybe they were waiting to see if they, they were going to have to go for a 
for a more beefier, like generic console, like a P- like a PS4 or an Xbox One. But upon finally seeing the the price point releases of the the Oculus Rift and the Sony View, is that what they're calling their VR headset? Oh, the VU or View? It's one of those two. Uvula, I... one of the two, something oh, like that. Why? <laughs> yeah. All it needs but, is an umlaut. Yeah, but basically, like the four hundred, five hundred, six hundred dollar VR headsets just to play VR games, and VR is still a very niche like developing market give it five years then maybe we'll actually be able to talk about vr being the next generation but i think this right now vr is someone that i think v i I think the vr market was what nintendo was waiting on to seeing the price point of it and now they see the price point they go okay now we can push forward with the switch with this tablet design because we're pretty sure we can spend the next three, four, or five years relying on Switch sales while we figure out how we want to try and do VR for ourselves. That, you know, that's a very interesting theory, and there might be some truth to that. I mean, I have really no interest in VR, so... You know... That's, uh, oh, oh, all right. All right, well, all right. There is that. Oh, all right, Ronnie, <laughs> we're going to start winding this down, so let's get some final thoughts in. So, Ronnie, you had something to, to bring up, unless Ronnie disappeared. Uh, might be dead. I'm, I'm still here. I was muted because I had somebody, when I went BRB, I had somebody show up. Ah, I okay. didn't realize that. Oh. <laughs> um, what I was saying was, I had something I was going to end with, but I suppose we can do it now. Um, I actually had a final thought for everybody. I was going to ask: We've seen the list of developers. Who are you guys? Who are each of you excited to see on the Nintendo Switch? Out of that list, I think we can all find something we we were excited to see coming. Square. the The idea of Dragon Quest Eleven on Switch excites me. I I look forward to playing it. There was no hesitation there. You were right on that. It's just like, done! <laughs> Tokyo RPG Factory slash Square Enix, absolutely. I am Setsuno Devs on fucking Nintendo Switch. Hell yes! You you, you stole mine, but I got other ones I can go to. How about you, Ron? Um... And by the way, yes, Tanya, yes. A hundred times yes. <laughs> Probably... Um... Atlas, because yeah. that that could be Atlas is the ones that do like the really weird JRPG stuff. Like, but that could also include like, I mean, you get Persona Five. You could in theory also have something like Catherine or some other really weird yeah. JRPG stuff coming from them. Which Nintendo's always been all for that stuff. So that that could definitely be something that they could really take advantage of and push as being like oh, yeah. some exclusive Atlas title. Yeah, well, that right. and a lot of Atlas games are good, so yeah, it's a good company to have uh, you know, watching your back. And Scarlet, how about you? Um, Bondi was one of the people on there, right? Uh, let me check, but I'm pretty sure it yeah. is. It is there. Um, I'm actually kind of um, hoping for Bondi and Namco to be there because one of my favorites 
I got into in the last few years was the Tales of series. Um, so if they actually could bring that to the Nintendo Switch, that would actually be kind of amazing. I could definitely I, see that happening. I, I, I got I got two companies that got me really excited. Uh, first, uh, as I mentioned earlier, Nipponichi, because getting Disgaea, that would be that would be very sweet. They do a lot of stuff like that that I'd love to see over here. But the one that this isn't as much for me as a gamer as much as for me as a Nintendo fan. I'm super excited to see From Software because if we get Dark Souls on Nintendo, that might finally help kick that whole Nintendo is only for children thing. Get Skyrim out! Get yep. get out of my head, Ronnie. Skyrim wasn't enough in the in the, um, in the reveal trailer to say that Nintendo isn't only for children. N- n- no, because it, once you have Dark Souls, you're back to Nintendo hard. Yeah, I was oh. gonna say you get you get to have a Nintendo yeah. hard Nintendo hard game on a Nintendo console. No, no, no. Uh, um, Dark Dark Souls Mario Edition. <laughs> Good like how three of like how three of us went from RPGs from like g- generic like JRPG stuff to what like the watching? most to, to like the most hardcore Dark Souls like dark and gritty Bloodborne hey, bullshit. Hey, I am still, an, RPG. still an RPG, mind you. Well, what about Monster? <laughs> they're still an RPG. We've named four different consoles for companies that do RPGs. Am I sensing a trend here? Brian, <laughs> that, that we like RPGs. Yeah, gee, what what gave that away? Yeah. So we uh we we kind of skipped over you, Brian. Uh, I'm sorry if I stole yours. Uh, Tanya stole mine, so I'll I'll blame her. Yeah, and you stole mine. So, uh, but I do have. Th- thank you. Um, <laughs> I have um Telltale Games. Yeah. Well, you want another strong bad adventure? Yes. I'd like. All of their stuff. They they are excellent. I'm glad to see them, too. I would like to see Telltale Games on there. They're a very good developer. But Telltale Mario? But <laughs> Telltale Legend of Zelda? What's not here... No, Telltale Mario just makes me think of Hotel Mario. It's a dumb. What, what, <laughs> I'm what I'm looking at here, the thing that also... It encourages you. I see all these these third party developers, these big names out there. I'm curious to see how the indie devs are going to have fun with this. Oh, they will. <laughs> that's gonna be your aim, Tanya. That's your that's your goal. You need to get Chronicles of a Dark Lord up on the Nintendo Switch. Is is it bad that right now, as we speak, I'm on Nintendo's developer site re- registering us? <laughs> Nope, not at all. Nope, nope. <laughs> Just not, not at all. So I'm curious to see, because, yes, we do have indie developers that do put out games on Nintendo consoles, but I don't really hear of too many of them, if that's makes only sense. One. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> um, the only one I ever heard of on Nintendo console, that because of its utter stupidity, was the um, meme run. Yeah. <laughs> what did Proceed you say? to slam head against desk. So, I'm curious to see how this will shake up uh, indie developers, because we see them on PS4, we see them on Xbox One, we see them on Steam. Come on, Nintendo. You can do it. Yep. See, what, what you got for your nindies, as you call them. Yes. But... <sighs> 
it all leads this to you know one thought you know because it seems like from the six of us talking about it that we think the switch will have some degrees of success here but my final thought here is what if it doesn't and you know what if it has another wii u like run it barely gets 10 million units sold it by large and by far and away is is considered another failure some people and have been thinking that this might be the last nintendo console and that especially with the pressure to for nintendo to you know maybe go full third party and the fact that people would be interested when Nintendo released, you know, announced Nintendo uh, Mario Run for iOS, it got 20 million interests. 20 million different people to say yes, I would be interested in this. I would pay money for this. So, you know, what's going to be more profitable for Nintendo to, you know, do their own install base of, you know, maybe let's be optimistic here and say 20 million people or could they get 60 million when they release for you know the xbox one and ps4 or many more if they go full steam or you know it, you know if nintendo has another massive failure with the switch is this the last we see of nintendo making stuff or well making consoles and hardware i i think that if the Switch fails, they'll fall back on the portable market, even if they have to create a new system to do so. Um, and unless somebody steps into the portable market, I see that fallback being successful. Yeah. Because there's always going to be space for a handheld, and at least up to this point, there's always space for the Nintendo handheld. I have to totally agree, actually, uh, with Ronnie there. It's, uh, I mean, if it were to, like, die, if, if, if the, the Switch just dies a horrible potato death, then I really think that it would, they would, they would, they would, they would go back onto their, onto their handhelds. They would probably create a new one, like Ronnie said, and it would do so extremely well that they wouldn't even fucking care at that point. Yes, and it'll be called the new, new, new 3DS. <laughs> I, I, I will echo the sentiment. But I think that they will double down on the on their on their new portable console or uh, their new portable handheld. So on, under this idea, uh, the Switch fails, and this is the last uh, generally generally speaking last console Nintendo. They they literally almost lock, stock, and barrel just put everything they have, all their IPs and stuff like that, off of the consoles. And just dump them the, and dump them into the handheld market, and then this like the the next 3ds whatever the heck they call it. Um, no, and they just put a bunch of just just to clarify what I was saying. I don't necessarily I don't necessarily think this even if it fails, this will be the last Nintendo con primary console. I think that if it's failing, they're gonna fall back on the handheld market. But I think no matter what the numbers are for the Switch. They're going to try at least one more before they give up. But I have a feeling if if this switch does fail, they will fall back on the handheld, and it will probably be several years before they move on to the next system. Because I don't think they're going to move as quickly uh, if they have to go to a new console. 
because I think they're going to need to start from the ground up. I I think if they if this console fails and they still want to try and make consoles for some reason, they're just going to have to go lockstep in line with Sony and Microsoft and just make a generic high-end console and just be super bland and just rely on their IPs and being console exclusives to push sales of their console. And, well, if they ever, if the Nintendo Switch does fail, they can always fall back, as you guys said, on the Nintendo 3DS. But this time, it'll be the Nintendo 4DS, now with four screens! Yay! Yeah, now, now with four screens. Oh, goody. <laughs> plus, plus, as I said in the beginning, Wouldn't it be the Nintendo QS, then? QS. screen. <laughs> I love it. Uh, uh, as, I, as I said sort of at the beginning, I don't see them axing the 3DS to begin with, so I don't think them falling back on the handheld market will be an issue. Yeah, I, I, but the, the pressure is certainly there oh. from their shareholders and you know from from Nintendo to have as large of a market as possible, you know, because... The, Developers are finding out quick that just pressure Nintendo's facing to just have as wide of a swath of, you know, people playing your games as possible. Because, let's be honest, having a, a Zelda for Xbox One or Steam or PS4, a lot of people would be intrigued by that. And to just not be limited anymore by just making your own exclusives does have its appeal and it would be more cost effective for Nintendo. Whether they go down this path or not, and I don't really see the Switch failing personally, I think this will be a success. But, you know, it is just something to think about as more developers are going, we just want to cover as many bases as possible. We joke about, you know, making stuff for the Atari 2600, but... They, they want to go back as far as they can because they just want to reach the highest amount of audience. Any of you out there on the wide world of the internet have anything you'd like to add to this wild and rampant speculation of what we, the Nintendo Switch may or may not have? You can get a hold of us on our website, www.dlcpodcast.com. Use the feedback button. You can also listen to every single episode there. Find out when we have future recordings if you want to be in and on, or you can use the feedback button again to send us ideas for future episodes. So it's all there, www.dlcpodcast.com. So it remains for me to thank Ron, Ronnie, Tanya, Nick, and Scarlett for being on this episode with me. And with that, the Nintendo Switch hype train is going to pull into its destination, and we are done. I am Brian. Have a good one, everybody.